Welcome to episode six of The, the Big, Big Gay Ordeal with Quaylon, James, and me, Sean. This is the podcast where we talk about the ordeal of being gay and the champagne problems that go with it. If you have a drama you need our help with, get in touch and we'll decide ordeal or no ordeal. Follow us on Instagram at The Big Gay Ordeal or email us at TheBigGayOrdeal at gmail.com. So, I think that we should talk about. Probably the biggest, or what is perceived as the biggest ordeal of them all. <laughs> oh, dramatic music. Um, dun, dun, dun. Coming out. Well, it was a lot of pressure for me, but is it a new pressure for everyone else? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Is an ordeal in itself coming out? Do the older gays than us mm-hmm. look at us and go, we have it easy. They had it so much harder. Yes, Great. I can imagine they did. We are now the generation where we're like, oh, it was tough for us, but now that younger generation have it even easier again. Mm. But it's almost, there's too much choice now. And then that generation then looks at us and then thinks that we are so, oh, we have no knowledge about it. We don't understand life. So I think every stage there's a coming out conundrum. And there's no dealing itself with Mm. every stage then. Yeah. Mm. I have to really cast my mind back to remember <laughs> coming out. So when I was talking about that um, older generation, I was <laughs> directing it at you, Sean. When I was a little gay running around this town, <laughs> running in your bare feet, with my club in my hand, <laughs> hit some guy over the head and drag him back to my cave. Oh, the stereotype keeps living. <laughs> I think it can be an ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it should be an ordeal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. I think that, like, obviously, I think every generation has a different approach and a different story. Yeah. Um, you know, now I think there's probably more people coming out, not necessarily as gay, but coming out as, you know... Queer. Non-binary, yeah. queer, transgender, mm. fluid. Coming into the community. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's so many different... Facets you know, to it now, I think. Yeah, genders and labels. People are, you know, applying to themselves. So... Um, Trying yeah, to find the right, right, right one can be hard. Yeah, and like, you know, depending on whatever your situation is, you know, wherever you are in the world, mm. whatever, you know, your family's religious beliefs are, mm-hmm. um, how accepting they are, you know, there's socioeconomic factors, yeah. you know, everyone has a different kind of um, experience with it. I actually came out when I was 15. Wow. Yeah, now I came out to my parents when I was 15. Okay. Um, but then I came out to myself when I was 42. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I didn't tell my friends until I was 17. Okay. My parents ah. didn't ex- take it very well mm. at oh. all. Okay. Um, it was not great. I was in therapy at the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Therapy again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had told my Massive therapist. <laughs> I had told my therapist and she was like fantastic and she was like, you know, mm. is your therapist okay? Is she still alive? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd say so, I hope so. I was the last patient she ever had. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, she quit after me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had told her and I remember before I went to see my therapist that day, I wrote a note, like my parents were still asleep. And I wrote a note and left it on the mantelpiece. And it was like, um, 
when you're both home this evening, I have something to tell you. P- uh, oh, please wow. make sure that I tell you. Um, if I try not to talk about what I want to tell you. Force um, it out of me? Yeah, force <laughs> it out of me because it's really important that I tell you this yeah. thing that I have to tell you. Oh. <laughs> uh, and later bye. on, I won't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But it's a thing that I will tell you. And yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, so, no, fair play to you. Yeah. Yeah. So then I went brave, to Sean. therapy and like I remember leaving and being like, it's all going to be hunky-dory. You know, I'd kind of almost forgotten about it or whatever. I'd gone yeah. to school then, had a full day of school, came home. When my mom got back from work, she was really, like, twitchy. And, like, she kind of cornered me in the kitchen and was like, what is it they have to tell us? And oh I was God. like, uh, nothing, actually. Do you know what? Oh, you did the fine. thing you said you were And I was like, her frantic, crazy it energy just off. turned me yeah. right off. And she so gay I bashed you. <laughs> Your own mother gay bashed you. <laughs> so, no. then, so then I just kind of, you know, went about my day and was like, well, that's not happening. And um, it was like uh, at night I used before I went to bed and I was kind of like a creature, still a creature of habit. So mm-hmm. I used to kind of go to bed like about half nine. So I'd come down beforehand, get a pint of water and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so I went down got the water and to, to go into the kitchen you had to like walk through the living room uh-huh. one door to the living room and then in through a door into the kitchen and so I um got the water and when I came back into the living room she locked the door <laughs> to the kitchen behind me and when I went I only discovered when I went to the other door to get back to the hall and that door was locked and I turned around and I was like what's going on and my mom was like I've locked the rooms what is it you have to tell us oh and I was oh. like hey <laughs> drinking the water <laughs> so thirsty throat so dry <laughs> <laughs> and I, like you know when you're so panicked I couldn't even I was like I can't even think of a viable lie right now I'm joining a cult bye I got a girl pregnant <laughs> <laughs> I really fancy this hot woman and her name is Cher <laughs> that makes me straight right <laughs> <laughs> it's her and Madonna for me all day long <laughs> well it's side of Kylie Minogue thanks so much <laughs> That Kylie, she just got those moves mm. that I like. And like, my dad was oblivious. Like, he yeah. was just. Did like, he know about the letter? You no, know, no, I don't think so. Oh, so and, she, I'm sure he was like, Would you sit yeah, down, so, woman? Literally, he was like, What's going on? <laughs> you know, and my mom was like, Sean has something to tell us. So my dad was like, Oh, what is it? And I was just like, Oh my God, I'm having a brain aneurysm. Yeah, yeah. I can't oh. think of anything. Yeah. No, you're you know, all like, the- No, I am actually having one. That's what I have to tell you. <laughs> Like across my brain, it was just like, you are gay, you are gay, you are gay. Oh, I was like, oh no. So I told them, yeah, and it was like, no, set the scene now. So did you just go, like, in a kind of a huff, kind of go, I'm gay, all right? Or was it more like, I'm gay? <laughs> yeah, it was like a, fa- a slow yeah. fire. <laughs> or you just go, okay. And then you're like, what are you saying? You're like, oh, if you're not listening to me, forget it. <laughs> and then blame it on them. And jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't want your mommy heard by. <laughs> Um, I can't even like remember that specific detail because okay, you yeah. know it's like it's a blur. Sometimes. It's like a fever dream now. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, even thinking about it now, <laughs> the now I want to know how to get out of the room. Well, I <laughs> was locked in, so like we were locked in. She swallowed the key, <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like she went into a blind panic. Now to set the context, my mother had a had, had a brother. He's passed now, mm. and he was gay. Mm-hmm. And he came out at 15 as well. And when he came out, he was in a relationship with a 30-year-old. Oh, wow. And the relationship ended up being abusive and was not, like, oh. a very good... Yeah. You know, and my mom kind of... That was her first experience of... 
gay, you know, culture. gay relationships. Yeah. And then my parents ran pubs in the eighties in the UK. I know UK. this is one of and, the coolest fact about you know, yeah. 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 yeah, you know, they lost a lot of their gay friends to the you know HIV AIDS. Oh, crisis. the fun fact took a real big turn there, so, real quick. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so my parents. So I think my mom just went into like, mm-hmm. you're going to be. Like some predator's gonna get you, and oh. then you're going to yeah. die. Mm. She went into like protective it. mode, and yeah. So she was just, and then she was also like, you know, a bit of what are the neighbors gonna say? Kind of. Oh yeah, all about oh, being okay. Okay. Now my dad was actually a lot better, mm. um, and by that I mean he just said nothing, which was yeah. a lot better than what my mother said. <laughs> he took his time to process. <laughs> my mom kind of, my mom kind of took it too far at one point and said some, you know, things I wouldn't even repeat. Yeah, on the okay. Um, and my dad kind of like really stepped in and mm. was like, you need to shut up. That's our son. And mm-hmm, yeah. what you're saying is that a line. And so like, that was like, a, like, even though it was not a great situation, mm. like I love my dad for doing that. Okay. Like, yeah. It was a real kind of, was the starting point in a new relationship that I ended up forging with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was after that. Then it was very much just not spoken about. Yeah, you know, mm. until until I was eighteen, and then brought it up again. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was that was my wow. coming out. And were you, if you don't mind, like were you sexually active at that age? Oh God, no, no. Jesus, oh, I'm yeah. still not sexually active. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Okay, cool. No. Okay. Interesting. No, oh geez, I didn't even have like a kiss until I was like seventeen. Oh great, but you just know. he started the story saying he was fifteen. Yeah. Have you, oh, have you, oh, Jesus, yeah. mother of mercy. This is going to take an I grew, up, I, grew, I grew up in Belfast. <laughs> Jesus. What does that mean? <laughs> half the kids, half the teens in my year were all like, you know, doing bits behind the gym. Oh, fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I do, I do want to also <laughs> actually preface what I was saying by, you know, even though I had, you know, a tough coming out, yeah. um, you know, and there was many conversations with my parents. We mm. had to revisit that topic a few times. Okay. And it was st- still not smooth sailing mm. for a while. But, you know, my parents always reassured me that, you know, they loved me. Yeah. And, mm. you know, even though that was extremely difficult um, and a massive hurdle for us to get over, well, for them to get, well, for my mother to get yeah. over, um, you know, they are my biggest supporters now and have been for a very long time. Like, even though sh- I don't know if she would agree with this, I was patient mm. with her. They need to see you living a happy, good life for them to realize yeah. this is totally okay. And mm. they are and totally normal. Yeah, and totally normal. <laughs> and it removes the fear for them because most yeah. of it is driven by fear. Absolutely. Yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's fear of change and fear of something they don't know yet. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's like, and you can't expect a certain generation to be like so knowledgeable of these things and know exactly what to say and how to react to it straight away. And when yeah. you're like, when it's your child, you care so much for them yeah. that sometimes these things are like, whoa. And it is that whole like, we need to take a step back and process it. But I can see that my child is staring right at me in the face and I need to give yeah. them something now and I don't know what it is. And sometimes it just goes wrong. Yeah. But it's also, it's more like, yes, okay, you might say you're open minded, but whenever it's in your front door mm. and under your roof, mm-hmm. that's when it sometimes it is a different it's story. Disgusting. Um, when I came out, it was <laughs> like, you know, we weren't in today's Ireland. It yeah. was very different, mm. you know? So I remember my mom being like, I just don't want this for you because life is difficult enough as it is. And this is going to be another thing that you're going to have to face. 
But it was only legalized in what? Decriminalized in 1993. Yeah. Like, isn't it insane to think back that it was, it's not that long ago that our existence, like, being here in this country was well, seen as something so wrong that, well, the, that... Like, this, I do have to cast my mind back to think mm, about this. Because, yeah. like, it's because I, cause I've moved on so much from yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, you, you know... Like these now my mom is like, like, you better get yourself a man and settle <laughs> I know, down. I know, this I love nonsense, this. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I want babies. So I never really had to have this coming out story. And I would mm. consider myself very lucky in that um, aspect of things. That's like so strange because you're um, like so butch. I'm mask for mask only. <laughs> mask for mascara. <laughs> so I didn't have to have um, this whole coming out story, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I have to deal with it in my other ways as well. Mm. So like, I actually didn't even know what gender I was going to be or wanted to be growing up. Mm. So like, I remember just being obsessed with like female beauty and like, hence why I'm in the job that I'm in now. Yeah. And I just loved everything that was feminized and just, I liked lovely long hair. I loved makeup, red lipstick, everything beauty. Yeah. Like to the point of like, I love the shape of women's curves. I was just like, oh my God, they're all gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it was a real like womanizer I was. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I remember like walking around as a kid, like, and I used to wear t-shirts on my head and pretend they were long hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember like hiding in my room. I used to always have to share a bedroom with my brother growing up. And then when we moved into um, the house that my parents are in now, like I had my own bedroom for the first time. I was like, wow. And um, I remember Privacy like, yeah, like <laughs> pushing the bedroom locker up against yeah. the door because we weren't allowed locks on our doors. Yeah. So anyways, I so obviously my parents were witnessing me being like this. So they were like, all right, OK, you know, being gay might be the easiest option <laughs> for, this, for this kid. <laughs> so like I grew up and I like, you know, I feminized myself even more and more and more and more. And I remember this one time that my mom came into my room and I was crying. And it's like, I was really, really young. Hmm. And she was like, are you OK? And I remember saying to her, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to look up at the stars and I'm, all I'm going to do is wish I'm going to wake up as a girl tomorrow. Oh, and I remember oh, my oh. mom being absolutely like, I don't know, I just could feel her heart being a little bit devastated for me, not yeah. for what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I remember her like, I just remember this, like this moment being like in bed and me crying, kind of going, I just don't understand why I act like this and I, this is what I love. And none of the other boys in my school or that I know of yeah. that are like this. Yeah. Why am I so alone? And I remember my mom saying that you're not by yourself. You're not alone. There's plenty of little boys out there that are exactly the same as you. But you just don't see it. No, of course not. Because there was no TV. There was no education. Like, it was just not it. And, like, everything that boys had to do in school was sports. Yeah. Football, hurling, soccer. It was all the same. And I had absolutely no interest in that. Mm -hmm. And then you get to a certain age a lot of the time. And then you go to an all-boys school, depending on what town you are in. Yeah. And, oh, my God. I was just like, oh, God. So scary. Yeah. So I never had to have that, like, coming out story. It was almost like I always had to accept myself. First. Yeah. Because yeah. my parents were always continuously telling me that, I'm perfect and I'm normal and this is fine and you know when I get older I can make the decisions that I want and I'll find my people mm -hmm. like I, they definitely knew that I was going to move the second I could like I was like I want to leave school I want to leave school I just want to work I just want to move 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 and then when I had that chance that's exactly what I did um, I, I have a question yeah 
Do you ever think you will find your people? Um, <laughs> if I was to say they're in He's the room now, I would say I would be lying. Completely lying. I really <laughs> hope you find them, Quayle. I really do. Turns out that I'm perfectly happy being a boy and I almost have that like I feminize myself through the power of hair and makeup and mm -hmm. clothing for festivals and things like that but then I also love just to be like a lad and it's just so easier as well yeah and so I like to have <laughs> you know I've done my own version of what I wanted as a kid yeah you're comfortable in yourself now. yeah like totally. you understand that it's okay to be feminine yeah and it doesn't mean that you're any less of a man or no absolutely that you have to go extreme one way or the other no Agreed. totally you can do there are no rules you can yeah. be whoever you want to be so and i like and i think it's probably one of my favorite things about myself is that i'm always going to be authentically myself yeah and it's down to my parents and my upbringing that mm. is how i feel that way and i'm extremely lucky yeah. so like big props to your parents yeah like that's, yeah. it's a beautiful story yeah. really ah! Proud kid moment and proud friend of your kid moment, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Kelly. Thriving. Nailed it. Boys thriving. They'll never listen to this. <laughs> no. But, um, it'd be great. <laughs> Good, because God loved them hearing some of my stories. <laughs> <laughs> Quailon, that might be the first time I've ever seen you or believe that you've experienced an emotion. <laughs> really? I could feel myself getting a little bit of emotion. I think I've think I I seen, I think seen his forehead move. I'm really happy right now in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, call it, say that I'm thriving myself. But like coming out was hard, um, hard for me and hard for the family. And I was like the first queer person in my family in Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. I had like one queer cousin who was a bit of a rebel uh, down and down south, but she was like. 30 years older than me mm. so I never really interacted with her from that way so I came out when I was like 17 um but I knew for years and years and years and years and years but like was processing it in my own quiet way yeah. I was a completely different person a completely different kid I was really shy and slightly reserved but I was happy enough you know um but when I I knew I was gay. I could tell you I was into all the, the non-traditional stuff. I did horse riding. I did dancing. I did like eight years of dance. And it was like, I, mum tried to make me do basketball once. It just wasn't for me. Horse, I, horse riding and dancing sounds rich. <laughs> <laughs> That's <No>. rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I grew up with so many girls and uh, women in my life. Mm -hmm. And I... To your point as well, quite long when I was younger, I was just so transfixed on these beautiful creatures and women and characters that I've seen either mm. on the TV or else mom's friends or my mom was a childminder. So I would have seen all the mums coming to collect their kids. Yeah. Mm. And mom and dad had actually uh, fostered a few kids when we were younger as well. Oh, no way. And there was a few girls in there. So I was just surrounded by a lot of feminine energy. With my brother coming along, um, there's three years between us. But I think when I was getting to a certain stage and seeing what he was playing with and seeing maybe his friends and all into the football thing, I tried to dabble into it and it just, I knew it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of got confident enough and find what I wanted to like play with and I just kind of owned it. I just, I knew for a fact I was gay and I was happy enough being male and, you know, I was, I knew where, I knew who I was. Yeah. You know, I was just slowly building my confidence. And when I came to sort of like 16, 17, you kind of like maybe stumble across some 
X-rated websites. And you're kind of like, no, this is definitely where I need to be. And <laughs> I like the look of some of this. <laughs> I love how you're like, stumble across on yeah. these websites. Uh, like, oh yeah. no, I typed in cocksucker and accidentally Well, you know, back in the day, we all, had, uh, we all had that dial-up internet, oh the AOL. Yeah, you'd be typing in yeah. boobies. Oh, you know. No, you would not. Would you give over? That was I, on a calculator, maybe. I'm doing upside down. <laughs> but... I knew there was, I kind of was dabbling at that age. Um, and it was a few, it was, it was the year of my 18th birthday. My birthday's in April. And it was sort of like January, February time. Mm-hmm. I knew I was gay. Like, and I God, wanted, and I wanted. I was, it was, yeah. And it definitely really kept, I was really, I wasn't. But how long had you like known 100% like? Uh, probably a couple of years. Yeah. But I wasn't like a sex. Had you told anyone at this stage? No. Okay. No, no, I really kept it to myself. But I wasn't interested in anything. I wasn't interested in dating anyone. I wasn't interested. That's why I asked, you know, when we sexually active. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. in my forefront at all. Versus now, Jesus. <laughs> um, now it's in your forefront, your back front, <laughs> your front back, your ear front, <laughs> your west front, north front. <laughs> but I, like the boy that I used to be is gone. Like, uh, like whenever I find sex and find that part of life, that little innocent, like wholesome boy, I'm still like, there's a part of that in me, but like he is gone. Like it happened. I told my friend, one friend sometime in March, it was a month before my birthday. The next day I lost my virginity. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then like, it, it was very, it was all, I was fine. There was no drama. It was really enjoyable. I had a great time. And had dabbled maybe a couple more times. And then... How did you go from no one knowing to telling one person oh, I know. your virginity the next day? It was the literally like a you switch. Told. No. Oh. It was like literally a switch. And that's when I find Grinder. I'd know. Hell, that's you what mean, I went. I went. Mental. We need to talk about the forty-eight hours. This could be a television series, you know, like the, the <laughs> yeah. forty-eight or twenty-four hours or what it's called. We could do this at in Belfast. I know. I'm painting a long picture here, oh but my God, there was a lot of details to it, and I, I, I told my one of my best friends was so I was studying my A levels, um, that I was gay, and that she was like, "Well, have you done this and you done that?" And I, as I mentioned, like the girls and guys in my school were sexually active for a good few years. Okay, yeah, yeah. and they may have been with their boyfriends, girlfriends for like three years at this stage. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was definitely a bit behind, and I didn't feel the pressure that I had to catch up. But they were the first questions she asked. Yeah, have you done this? Have you done that? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like a pressure. It was like, should I do it? I think I should do it. Let's try it. And I think I, when I decided and stumbled into Grinder because I didn't have any gay friends. So Grinder was out when you were 18? Yeah. I think it was pretty fresh. Wow. Yeah. It was definitely out, but I would not have known about it. Yeah. I think I was like, I was, there was a million random dodgy websites. Oh, gotcha. Cruising was one of the things that I stumbled into. Yeah. I stumbled into a few things that I have, actually. Yeah. Whoops. You, I, I was just about to say, you need to go to see a doctor with the amount of things you've been stumbling into. <laughs> But I was just, I think something just switched to my brain and I just became this very active, sexually ex- wanting to explore things. Okay. And that wrong went, with that? No. And I think it went from me telling Stephanie back when I was 17 to then telling a wider group of friends. I was so nervous to tell one of, one of my best friends like since we were like four or five years old in primary school because it was like the one that said it, it was the most close to home for me. Yeah. Um, I was I was shaking. I was really upset, and I couldn't say gay either. It took me about a year to say gay. Mm. 
I just said I like boys. Yeah. That's okay. That was your version. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone knew. Yeah. They weren't stupid. Like I had long hair, emo vibes. I straightened oh, it every gorgeous. day. It was good. It looked like a Pantan Pro V advert. <laughs> oh, it was sleek, shiny. Thank you. Um, told them. And then it was just before my 18th. It was just after my 18th birthday. So I became really popular all of a sudden. Like I was nice enough and I didn't really get too much well, trouble. With and all your stumbling around, <laughs> they were very popular. <laughs> but in school, we all had, I definitely had the, the generic sort of like name calling you get in the school corridors. If you had long hair, I had braces, that acne was not great. And then I... Oh, I, I take back my uh, <laughs> saying when I said you looked stunning and you sounded terrific. No, it was... Whenever- <laughs> what Pantan ads were yes. you watching? <laughs> okay. Was there Vaseline over the lens? <laughs> Just smeared. No. Well, after it was close to my 18th birthday, I started like glow up phase and my skin started to level off and like, the braces came off and... I lost a bit of weight, so it was yeah, operation transformation. Exactly, was on was on the go. So it was after my eighteenth birthday. A few people in school knew that I was gay, but they knew my family didn't know. So they were there to kind of support me, and I had a really really great friend group, and I had a great eighteenth birthday. So it was after that that I was getting really promiscuous and doing silly dodgy things, mm-hmm. and landed mum and dad saying I was going out to my friends all drove and I didn't so like they were picking me up and we're going here and we're going there and I was just doing dodgy risky things and lying and saying I was staying in my friend's house when I wasn't and one of my really close friends heard that I was doing this and got really upset Mm -hmm. because just in case something happened to me yeah mom and dad would go to his house try find all that sort of stuff so he told his mom he didn't know I was gay and then she, yeah. Sorry, where, oh my God, where is this? Yeah. Oh my God. So she then arrived at my house. I walked in one day and I just knew what was happening. Shit. Yeah. And it was, uh, right now. I, you were an adult. Well, like, I know. I was 18, yeah. I know you're still a child at 18. Really, and you're under their like, roof? I was. Just to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what I was doing, I, I know now, and I'm glad that it happened. Yeah. Uh, there's no resentment there at all. And... Mum was really upset at the table. Yeah. Like, like I could tell she was upset. I think she was more upset with like the fact that it just had to happen. And mum knew for years. She yeah. knew. You like know I, was what I, mean? gonna, I was going to ask. It's like your parents didn't know, but they knew, right? They, well, this is the thing. Mum knew. Um, Mothers know. Yeah. Dads know too. There's a video of me. I think everyone when knows. When I'm three, and mum's like, "Give him a kiss." This other boy that she was minding, give him a kiss. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> So, long story short, I was forced to say it. I was forced. And, like, mum had questioned me a few times throughout the years. James, do you this? James, do you that? And after I'd come out as gay, it then went on to later on, like, are you uh, are you transgender? Because I was really interested, in, to your point, quite on the makeup. And, and that was harder, but that was after I'd come out. Um, but she was really upset, and I think she was upset with the mammoth that, that was going to come after it with mm. Dad and the rest of the family. Um, and I am grateful that it happened that way because me and Mum were stubborn enough that she wouldn't have asked me, and I wouldn't have asked. I wouldn't have said to her. Wow! So I'm glad it really did happen, and it was done dusted within a half an hour. Yeah. When it before that had happened, had there been any thoughts in your mind that oh, I'm going to come out? No. Or were you like I was just I was I was getting the ride i was having fun my friends knew i was lying through my teeth every other night i was going on a date that afternoon 
got fair play to you at 18. Oh, I was like... Thriving. Yeah. And so, also being a little schlier. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so within a half an hour, like... It was bandied was ripped off and yeah. there was a little bit of emotion. There was a few tears. Did you feel like you almost there was a cause you were it was forced to it, you were like, Do you know what? It's out now. Yeah. Relief. And it, it really was. I could feel that like lift I off my shoulders. Uh, and then I told them I was like, Well I'm actually gonna do it. <gasps> like this afternoon. And I can't get like, over this. And it was sorry. Really, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a lot. I know. Rewind. <laughs> yeah, so I did the date. Yeah. So I went on a date and it was all fine and I, it was maybe the next day that we briefly talked that dad needs to know and dad had to find out and I wasn't for telling him. Mum told him and that's when it got bad. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it was really hard. Like me and mum, like we're kind of like at each other's, you know, throats for a while anyway because I was like at that pissy age of 18. Yeah, it's such a hard age. And I was like trying to study and whatever and like I'd lived with the house and I knew I wanted to do the same as you, Quailon. I wanted to move away and wanted bigger things. I wanted more. You wanted to start your real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were just at each other's throats and mums and me's and like all like use of matter and yeah. and we love her we love her very much, but like living with her at that stage just wasn't for both of us. Mm. Um and we would go each other at each other all the time. But like whenever dad found out that's when it became really hard. And my dad is a huge George Michael fan. Mm-hmm. His favorite song is Outside, which is all about cruising yet again. <laughs> Something me and my father have in common now. Runs <laughs> in the family, I see. <laughs> um, and like, he'd be there at the concerts dancing. He loves the drag queens. He loves all that, you know? Like, he's called Snake Hips McCrudden. <laughs> oh my God, gas. He's a fun time guy. Oh, you know what I mean? So, like, and everyone thinks, you know, when that question of like, who do you get your gayness from? Like, what parent give you? You know, that's a question sometimes. And I'm like, I've never heard that one. No, me really? neither. No. It's definitely a Nordic thing then. It must be a Nordic yeah. thing. Weird. But it's definitely, it was always, oh, Kevin. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it was very much in my small little box bedroom, me on my bed and him just feeling so, he like this presence because he, he has a presence about him mm-hmm. and coming in and red faced teary eyed mm. with the look of disappointment in his face and um said some, his mum had passed away so we said some things that really well not saying here but it was just a lot going on mm-hmm. so like he was comparing that to those things and um i, I left the house that night uh, i left for a couple of weeks mm. and i stayed with my friend and kind of called in every now and again to get some bits and pieces. Uh, but mom, I think, found it the hardest because she was there trying to balance that with my dad. Mm. My brother was also three years younger than me and we went to the same school. And Ryan, which I didn't know, was... And all the kids in his year were assholes. They were getting to that really pissy asshole age. Mm. Um, and he was dealing with kids saying, oh, your brother's gay, this, this, this. And Ryan's like, no, he's not, no, he's not. And yeah, because you're being, you're being shown that. It's, oh, it's yeah. a negative thing. Yeah. Like, and he no. was getting in fights and mom was really stuck in the middle to try to process all of that. So that was just really hard in the family yeah. for a really long time. And that was definitely a bit of a blur. I don't really remember much of it. Um, and then eventually just eased. And that's where we're at at this stage, which mm. I'm really grateful for. And, you know, they've met all youth, fab, amazing gays. Yeah. And they're, they're amazing parents and amazing family unit that I have now. And they love it all. They met, like, a year after that, they met my first boyfriend in Belfast. And then recently they've met uh, my new boyfriend. So um, they're very supportive and very open. When then, 
I was 18 and we, like we revisited or whatever after we got through that trouble um I remember my mom one day like my mom kept saying you're gonna need to tell your siblings eventually because mm. you know you're out there living your life and you're gonna run into your sister's friends in a gay bar or yeah. you know something's gonna happen like and they should hear it from you and I was like yeah yeah you know I'll get around to that so one day I came home from work and my mom was like, again, frantic running around the house. And I was like, what's going on? And she was like, I had to tell your brother. And I was like, um, tell, tell him what? And she was like, I had to tell him that you were gay. And I was like, okay, why? And she was like, well, he asked me. Oh, okay. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. And I was like, and how did that go? And she was like, he just turned around to me and said, yeah, well, I still love him. Um, he used to always like be playing my Xbox or PlayStation yeah. or whatever. So I went up into my bedroom and he was there playing the Xbox. And I was like, hey, I was like, listen, I just want to talk to you for a minute. And I was, I think I'd been like 18. So he was 11. Oh, wow, so yeah. um, I said to him, I was like, you know, mom told me that you asked her today if I was gay, you know, you know, just wanted to know why did you ask that question? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I just thought you might be. So, you know, I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, but do you have any questions or anything? Yeah. And he was like, no, you know, I've seen episodes of Will and Grace and Willow <laughs> and Buffy that. is gay. And like, that's all cool with me. Yeah. And I was like, that. you know, like holding back a tear <laughs> yeah. being like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and then like, he was just like, oh, I love you. And ah, like, gave so me a big nice. hug. And I was just like, okay, like this Adorable. is totally perfect. Mm-hmm. If you were... To give advice or think back of yourself back, mm-hmm. you know, when you were having your coming out episode. Yeah. Um, who would you do it to or who would you say is the best person to do it in life? Well, I think I chose one of my closer friends, but she was like a new one. Yeah. So I'd spent maybe like two years with her compared to my other really close friends. Yeah. I'd yeah, spent yeah. my lifetime with them. They were almost a little bit of a separation yeah. from that. Tell someone that you think is going to be like, oh my God, you're iconic for telling me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully one day that we don't even have to be saying coming out stories or how did you come out. I actually yeah. find it one of the most irritating questions when you're in a group of people that you have maybe met for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And their ignorance is to go straight away and be like, oh my God, you're fabulous. When did you come out? How did your parents feel? And you're like, what a, like, They're very big what a loaded question. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly not. I don't actually, I'm trying to think, when you were talking there, I was trying to think about who was it that I told first or what group of people I told first. And I actually can't pinpoint it, but I always have something down inside of me of a regret of not telling a certain somebody. So I really, really wish I had told my nan before she passed away. Mm-kay. I was extremely close to her. Yeah. Spent like all my summers with her in Dunleary or and then she lived with um, mm. me and the family for years and years and years. And I just adored her like everything about her yeah and like i remember you know like going back to like me wearing the t-shirt on my head i remember like running around <laughs> the garden mm-hmm. and i remember my nan making a comment going oh god you remind me of one of those little kids i see on the tv and i was like god only knows what that means <laughs> more bag <laughs> yeah it could be but you know it was a bit like i it was just i was as free as anything yeah. around her even though yeah. she is like that older older generation yeah and i remember saying to my mom do you just think do you think dan ever knew and my mom said, I think she did. And I remember just kind of getting upset about it, almost like a relief, yeah. kind of going, she, so she truly did know my authentic self and she truly did love me for as much as like I felt she loved me. Yeah. And um, then my mom was like, she did make a comment saying, um, 
Quinnon's great, isn't he? He, he never bothers the girls. <laughs> He's always so friendly and nice. Them never bothers them. <laughs> I love that. She also loved that I was an altar boy as well. So I don't know why she was talking about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. I'd regret not telling her, but mm. I do kind of feel like because I didn't get to say it myself, but I do know that she did know. But then, isn't it a pain? And I don't know if you guys experienced a lot of this, but like then it's the 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 mini coming outs. That yeah. then you face afterwards, like that are completely unnecessary. But it's like, you know, you're in work and work people are tiptoeing around it, and you know they might be like, uh, "Are you dating any girls?" You know, when you're like eighteen or something, oh, and God. you're like, "No, of course I'm not dating any girls." Yeah. I was choking on a dick last night. That's definitely what I was saying. Mother of God, <laughs> yeah, I certainly wasn't saying that. <laughs> but you know, it makes for a great story. <laughs> I know that whenever we were younger, like coming out was like a rite of passage. Mm, yeah. Do we think that's still a thing now? So for me, coming out is obviously a shared experience for, you know, most gay generations. Yeah. And it is something that binds us. Mm-hmm. Um, it is something that, you know, only people in the LGBTQ plus AI community can, you know, relate to yeah um and while i you know while we all have that shared experience i would prefer that we didn't yeah okay yeah there's still so many other you know things shared experiences that we go through and we can still be ways that we can relate to each other exactly that's exactly what i was going to say we don't need to be bound by (laughs) trauma there's enough absolutely oh god yeah in the world yeah i fully agree it's an ordeal in itself, coming out and even not coming out and just processing it yourselves. Totally. Oh, it's a massive ordeal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A massive ordeal that hopefully in the future no longer becomes an ordeal. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about coming out or you're afraid of coming out, um, don't be. Uh, it is going, to, your life is going to completely transform when you do and you're going to discover a whole new world and you're going to discover confidence and that you never thought you were going to have. And your people are out there and they're just waiting to discover you as much as you are waiting to discover them. Sean, that's beautiful. That's so nice. And I think when you do feel comfortable, you will be your true self. And there's nothing better. There's nothing that no one else wants to see apart from your true, beautiful, perfect self. Yeah. Fuck everyone else and absolutely feel your most authentic self. Hugs and kisses from the Big Gay Ordeal. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. So to hear all about our weekly ordeals, don't forget to subscribe and rate this episode. Follow at the Big Gay Ordeal on Instagram and email thebigairdeal at gmail.com. I've been Quaylon Kelly with James McCrudden and Sean Dillon, and you've been listening to The, the Big, Big Gay Ordeal. Ordeal.